Hello brothers and sisters, I'm Brother John and today I'm discussing why it's highly likely that we still have a few more years to wait until the rapture. And we're going to dive into some end times prophecy. We're going to talk about the day of the Lord and I'm going to explain with scripture why God's wrath comes at the sixth seal and not before it. Now if you're anything like me, you've been waiting for the rapture for a long time and you want Jesus to come as soon as possible. However, God has an appointed time for his coming and that day is known as the day of the Lord. And we have to wait patiently for the Lord. Even if we still have a few more years to wait, we should use this time and use these years to try to bring more people to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. And we do this work of sharing the gospel, not so that we can be saved, but because we love the Lord and we want to honor and glorify Him. And the more souls that shall gather onto Christ at His coming, the more He shall be glorified. And He gave us the great commission that we go out and preach the gospel to all creation. So that on the day that he comes, many will gather onto him, and this will bring much glory to God, because many believe the message of the gospel that we preach. That is, Jesus Christ dying for our sins on the cross, and his resurrection on the third day. This is the gospel that saves, by his blood shed on the cross, for the forgiveness of our sins, and by believing in his resurrection, this justifies us before God. Just as Abraham believed and his faith was credited for righteousness. And as it is written, the just shall live by faith. For there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. Again I say, whosoever believes in the Son is not condemned. But whosoever believes not is condemned already. Because they have not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. So God's wrath abides on them that do not believe. And when the Son of Man is revealed from heaven with his mighty angels, this is the time, according to scripture, that God's wrath will come, and his wrath begins at the sixth seal, according to the scriptures. And we, the church, are not appointed to God's wrath. This is why the church gets raptured the same day that the wrath comes. Just as in the days of Lot, the same day that Lot escaped was the same day that the wrath came. And I could prove that God's wrath begins at the sixth seal by using scripture and not by my own opinion. And that's because scripture points to the sixth seal as the beginning of God's wrath and not before it. The prophet Isaiah wrote this about the wrath of God in Isaiah 13 verse 13. Therefore I will shake the heavens, and the earth shall remove out of her place in the wrath of the Lord of hosts, and in the day of his fierce anger. And in the book of Revelation you see that at the sixth seal, which is the start of the great day of his wrath, this is when the earth is shaken so terribly that the earth shall remove out of her place. And we see this exact event taking place at the sixth seal when every mountain and island is moved out of their place in the wrath of the Lord of hosts and in the day of his fierce anger. 
Joel chapter 2 verse 31 also confirms the sixth seal rapture. For the sun shall be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the great and terrible day of the Lord comes. And we see the sun is darkened and the moon turning to blood at the sixth seal, the same day that God's wrath begins. This is why Joel calls it the great and terrible day of the Lord. It's great for us that are saved because we will be raptured to heaven in our new glorified bodies and we will never hunger or thirst and God's going to wipe away every tear from our eyes. But it is going to be terrible for the unsaved for God's wrath abides on them and they will be left behind during the great tribulation. Ezekiel chapter 7 verse 19 says this about the day of God's wrath. They shall cast their silver in the streets, and their gold shall be removed. Their silver and their gold shall not be able to deliver them in the day of the wrath of the Lord. They shall not satisfy their souls, neither fill their bowels, because it is the stumbling block of their iniquity. Notice that on the day of God's wrath, they are casting away their gold and their silver. Remember this because this is going to pinpoint the day of God's wrath in Isaiah chapter 2 verses 10 through 21 that says, Enter into the rock and hide thee in the dust for the fear of the Lord and for the glory of his majesty. The lofty looks of men shall be humbled and the haughtiness of men shall be bowed down and the Lord alone shall be exalted in that day. For the day of the Lord of hosts shall be upon every one that is proud and lofty, and upon every one that is lifted up, and he shall be brought low, and upon all the cedars of Lebanon that are high and lifted up, and upon all the oaks of Bashan, and upon all the high mountains, and upon all the hills that are lifted up, and upon every high tower, and upon every fence wall, and upon all the ships of Tarshish, and upon all the pleasant pitchers. And the loftiness of man shall be bowed down, and the haughtiness of men shall be made low, and the Lord alone shall be exalted in that day. And the idols he shall utterly abolish, and they shall go into the holes of the rocks, and into the caves of the earth for the fear of the Lord, and for the glory of his majesty, when he ariseth to shake terribly the earth. In that day a man shall cast his idols of silver, and his idols of gold, which they made each one for himself to worship to the moles and to the bats. Okay, right here. Did you catch that? The day that they shall go into the holes of the rocks and into the caves of the earth for the fear of the Lord when he arises to shake terribly the earth is the same day that a man shall cast away his gold and his silver, which we just read in Jeremiah is the day of God's wrath. Remember? And when does this happen? It happens at the sixth seal, when God shakes terribly the earth, and every mountain and island is moved out of her place, and the kings of the earth, and the great men, etc., hide in the dens of the rocks and in the caves for the fear of the Lord. Back to Isaiah chapter 2. To go into the cliffs of the rocks, and into the tops of the ragged rocks for the fear of the Lord and for the glory of his majesty when he ariseth to shake terribly the earth. This is proof that God's wrath begins at the sixth seal and not before like many others say. 
but they don't back up with scripture. They only utter their own opinions, and they say things that are unbiblical. For example, they say things like, it's God's wrath because Jesus opens the scroll, which makes no sense at all. So what if Jesus is opening the scroll? First of all, he's the only one worthy to open the scroll. Nobody else can. And secondly, just because Jesus is opening the scroll doesn't prove anything. All that proves is that Christ is the only one worthy to open the scroll. But they say this weak argument because that's all that they can come up with. And the sad thing about this is that many buy their weak excuses and just accept it without any questions or without being a good Berean and verifying it with the scriptures to see that if what they're saying is true. And there is no scriptures that support God's wrath before the sixth seal. Because the sixth seal is when God's wrath comes. The sixth seal lines up perfectly with Matthew 24 and with Mark 13, which is the coming of the Son of Man. Now I know many folks get confused about the day of the Lord. They think that it's only one literal day and they think that it's the battle of Armageddon when the Lord is going to return on a white horse. They're not completely wrong, but they're not looking at the bigger picture as how God sees it. The day of the Lord is a thousand years, according to God's 7,000 year plan, and it's the seventh day, which is the Sabbath day. Not the weekly Sabbath that we have every Saturday, which is only a foreshadow of the real Sabbath that is to come on the day of the Lord. On this day, many things are going to happen. The rapture is one of them. The three and a half years of God's wrath is another, and Armageddon, and also Jesus' thousand year reign on the earth. Now, if you subtract three and a half years from 1,000, is it still considered a thousand year reign? Yes, because a thousand years is as one day to the Lord, and three and a half years is only but a nanosecond of that day. So yes, it's still considered a thousand years. And remember that God is able to slow down time and make days last longer if, if he wills. So I'm sure that he will make up for that three and a half years anyway, which is only but a nanosecond in the eyes of God because God is eternal. So the Sabbath day is the Lord's day and that day is a day of rest. This is why Paul wrote in 2 Thessalonians chapter 1 verses 6 through 7, seeing it is a righteous thing with God to recompense tribulation to them that trouble you, and to you who are troubled rest with us when the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels. He tells us that we will enter into God's rest the Sabbath day, also known as the day of the Lord, we will enter into rest when God recompenses tribulation to the wicked on the day that the Lord Jesus Christ shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels. And we know this day as the day that the Son of Man is revealed from the Gospels. And this day happens when Jerusalem is surrounded with armies and the Jews are fleeing from the housetops to the mountains. That same day is the day that the Son of Man will be revealed according to Scripture. So then, if we know that God's wrath comes at the day of the Lord, and this same day we get raptured, then what year does the day of the Lord begin? 
That's the trillion dollar question. I can't say for certain the exact year because that all depends on knowing the exact year of our Lord's crucifixion. And because there are so many variables as to when Herod died and when was the 15th year of Tiberius Caesar, did it begin when he was co-regent? When did he become co-regent? And how long was Jesus' ministry? What calendar was Christ using? etc. There are many factors and for this reason it's nearly impossible to know for certain but we can narrow it down to the years between 2026 and 2033. This is the window in which I believe the rapture and Jacob's trouble will begin. This is based on the year of the cross being the year 4000 from Adam and the same year that the church age began. And the church age is going to last 2,000 years from the time that Christ died on the cross, which is when the church age began. And after 2,000 years comes the third day, when Christ will rise to shake terribly the earth on the third day that's also known as the day of the Lord. And it's the third day because it is literally after two days, or 2,000 years according to the Lord. And just as the Hosea prophecy states that after two days we will live in his sight forever. So the third day would be the great jubilee of the year 6000 from Adam. Which I believe is exactly 2000 years from when the church age began. Which is somewhere in the range of 26 AD and 33 AD. So the rapture is nearer now than it ever was before and unlike every other generation that did not live to see Christ coming on the clouds but the dead in Christ will rise first and then we will meet them in the air but unlike them we are the only generation that will be alive to witness Christ coming on the clouds with great power and glory and with all of his mighty angels with him and we will hear that sweet sound of the trumpet and we will hear his glorious voice calling us up to meet him as we are lifted up by his angels as a bride is lifted up on her wedding day. And that day is soon approaching. We are only a few years away from the 2000 year mark from the start of the church age of grace. Did the church begin in 22 AD? No. Did the church begin in the year 23 AD? No. Neither was it 24 AD or 25 AD, but perhaps the earliest possibility would be the year 26 AD, and the latest being the year 33 AD. And as we see the day approaching, we will know with certainty because we are going to see the things that Jesus spoke of come to pass. We're going to see Jerusalem surrounded by armies. And then we're going to know that Jesus is about to come. So we will see prophecy unfolding as the years draw closer. And we will see the beast system completely set up as well. And what I mean by that is we're going to see a total cashless society that digitally tracks and traces every single buyer and seller and would have the ability to completely cut them off from buying and selling. And this is going to be something that's going to be set up globally. It's going to be something worldwide. And we'll also likely see the third temple set up for that man of sin to be able to reveal himself and commit the abomination of desolation, which is spoken of in Daniel. And then the sun is going to be darkened, the moon's going to turn to blood, and the stars are going to fall to the earth. 
then we're going to see the coming of the Son of Man on the clouds with power and great glory. This happens on the third day. And we see foreshadows of the rapture on the third day in the Old Testament. We see it in Exodus 19 that says, And be ready against the third day, for the third day the Lord will come down in the sight of all the people. This sounds like the day when the Son of Man is revealed from heaven. Then it goes on to say, And it came to pass on the third day in the morning that there were thunders, lightnings, and a thick cloud upon the mount, and the voice of the trumpet exceedingly loud, so that all the people that was in the camp trembled. Now here we have thunder, we have lightning, we have a thick cloud, and the voice of the trumpet exceedingly loud. This sounds just like 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 to me. And when does this happen? It happens on the third day, meaning after 2,000 years from the start of the church age. And also in John's gospel, he writes, And the third day there was a marriage in Cana of Galilee. On the third day is our marriage to the Lord, for the church is the bride of Christ. And think about it, Jesus rose from the dead on the third day. He could have rose any day. He could have rose on the first day or the second day, the fourth day, etc. But he chose to rise on the third day. Why? Because it is a foreshadow that his body, the church, would rise from the dead and those that are alive and remain would rise from the earth to heaven at the rapture on the third day, meaning after 2,000 years from the cross. And also in John chapter 4, verse 40 and 43, it says, So when the Samaritans were come unto him, they besought him that he would tarry with them, and he abode there two days. Now the Samaritans were Gentiles, and this is a parable. The Samaritans represent the Gentile church. And Christ's Holy Spirit would abide with the church for two days. That means that the church age in which the Holy Spirit would indwell believers would last exactly 2,000 years. And then in verse 43 it says, Now after two days he departed thence and went into Galilee, showing us that after 2,000 years of the church age of grace, Jesus will depart from heaven to the earth to start the great day of his wrath and to call his bride home. Even so, come Lord Jesus. So we see that even the latest time, 2033, is not that far away, but only about one decade away. Think of the year 2012 and how fast that time has gone. Even so with the year 2033. Though it may seem to tarry, wait for it, because it will surely come and it will not tarry. So, in conclusion, Will we know the year of the rapture? I believe so. As we see the beast system set up worldwide, and as we see all of the things that Jesus spoke of coming to pass, as we see those armies gathering together against Jerusalem, we're going to know that that day is approaching. We're going to know that Christ is about to come. Because we are not in the darkness. We are the children of the light. We're the children of the day. And that day is not going to overtake us as a thief because Christ told us the day that the Jews flee to the housetops, that is the day that the Son of Man is going to be revealed. So we are the children of the light. We know that. 
But those that are in darkness, that don't know the word, they don't know the scriptures, they don't know this. But we do, because Christ told us. So that's all for now, brothers and sisters. I'm going to end with the gospel that Christ Jesus, our Lord, he died for our sins. He was buried. He rose again on the third day for our justification. And because Christ lives forever, so shall we also live forever as the Lord promised to whosoever believes on him. Amen and amen. I love you all. God bless you all. Most importantly, Jesus Christ loves you. And Maranatha.